Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SoundWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention Mike Widener's show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has got great reviews in Eve 11 and George by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also, heard on Hamilton Radio, Oldies FM, Diamonds Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear, 24-7 makes great gifts for your family, friends, and loved ones. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash me and Molson for great books like Wrinkles, Missing, Once, and more cool books, plus great merchandise like T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies and phone cases and more amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener show on anchor FM, PayPal and the Mike Widener show.com. Make sure you give generously today. We hear the terrific lady who's a graduate of the university of Rwanda with a bachelor's in clinical psychology. She was awarded an American uh, diversity immigrant visa to travel to the U S and later became a challenge. We'll talk about that. She has a new uh, memoir, which shares her everyday life experience in the United States about friendship, love, opportunity, longing, aspirations, harassment, racism, loneliness, sex, dating, and a lot more cultural differences. But of course, you know, she's got King Scroll of just about everything and love to talk about our adventures in the U.S., which is called Far Away From My Roots. Live, ladies and gentlemen, for the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Los Angeles. The, uh, the author of the amazing book, Far Away From My Roots and a graduate of University of Rwanda. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Ivanya Iyange. Ivanya, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Mike. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you on board, too. I mean, we're excited for someone coming from Rwanda over the United States. I mean, you guys got some great stories, I'll tell you, Sharers. I hope I'm the first one on your show. Well, you know what? I, I'll have to say for right now, you'll be the first. And if you're second and third, we'll still make you the first. So, okay, that's that's. And, so here, and the reason why is because you're a graduate of the University of Rwanda. You graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Clinical Psychology. You're awarded an American Diversity Immigrant Visa to uh, travel to the United States and uh, later became a challenge. You end up in Los Angeles. Your, uh, your new memoir called Far Away From My Roots uh, shares your everyday uh, life experiences about uh, friendship, love, opportunity, longing, aspirations, along with harassment, racism, loneliness, sex, dating, and more, plus some uh, cultural differences and, um, you know, sharing about that. But I mean, just an amazing book and talking about, um, you know, what's it like, you know, living in uh, your native country along with uh, being in the United States. I mean, just a really good book. And before getting all that, Ivania, 
tell us how you first got started. Uh, yes, this is a book. Uh, it's about my journey leaving my country after I got rid of, uh, I was uh, I was finishing my school. I was looking for what's going to be the next, but I like to study. And then, luckily, in the same year, I I got the I won the American Diversity Visa. That's how I came. I came. My my dream came true to be in in a country like America, and then. With uh, like everyone else, we I believe that would be rich. I would get everything in the easy way. I I then the first time I set up my feet on the land, it was not easy. That's when I I have to face different challenges from the weather to the making friends. As I said, from um, with with different stories in my book. Yeah, this is the book I wrote for the rest of the immigrants. Uh, we have, everyone has, it doesn't matter which background you have, whatever coming from Africa, Philippines, uh, this is a country where we have uh, many people from around the world. We have th this kind of thinking that, uh, that it's easy to get everything. So this is the book I wrote for everyone to see how it's really a challenge to manage to have that kind of a success with uh, everything there it can be uh, making friends as you say dating uh, food weather so yeah that's that that's basically what what i wrote and i call it a land of plenty pleasure and prejudice Mm hmm. And, and, and of course, what was that one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing? And what was that first precise moment or that thought in your dead in your in your mind that you wanted to come to us? We I I wished before uh, even before I finished my classes at Bakwanda, I wished to get more education, further education, and uh, it's not easy. So that was my first wish show. So winning a green card was a dream come true. I, I knew uh, I was going to be able to study. I knew I would be able to achieve whatever I want as the American uh, dentist says. So that, but the, after I won the green card, my, in my mind, I came, oh, this is the chance to go to get further education. Okay. Okay. And, and also when it comes to uh university of Rwanda as well too. And, um, and of course, you know, compared to colleges in the U S um, what, what was the uh, college um, level like over Rwanda compared to most of the U S uh, colleges as well too. Was it just as competitive? Was it tougher or more, a little more lenient or what was it like at the university of Rwanda say compared to um, most of the uh, campuses in the United States? Of course, back home, uh, school, it, it was easier for me in a way. Uh, my background, all my education were in French, so mm. it was easy. But when I got here, uh, when I tried to go back to school, when I came, by the way, I didn't know any English. So probably the farthest was uh, making a simple sentence for saying hi, good morning. So the first challenge was the language. 
Okay. Uh, the second, when I was on the camp on on the campus with, uh, uh, I was leaving the dorm. It was hard, you know. These cultural differences. It was hard for me to know who can I make friends, who can I be friends with, which, how can I address them? How it was the, a challenge from. I mean, in all the way. In everything, because you, in in my way, in in my country back home, the way you have friends, the way you you make you you build the friendship with people, the way you you address people is completely different from here. So seeing myself in the dorm with just me as me, with uh, someone that I never know, that we don't have the same, the basic culture, we don't speak the same language, if I can say, it was not easy, you know, understand the concept in terms of, um, you know, um, material that I have to learn, that was okay, it was, you know, sometimes it was challenged too, because sometimes I would write and then my professor would say, yeah, I see, mm, probably here you were thinking French. So, <laughs> but the most, <laughs> you know, um, but the most part was, the most, mo the most part, the hard part was to, to live the normal life, feeling like you belong to community, you have friends, you, they understand you, they, you know, it, that was uh, the main challenges. More mm -hmm. than, of course, if you go to the uh, campus, uh, campus in terms of um, buildings or, of course, my country is a, a, a developing country. It has been doing well since the genocide, but there's no way you can compare the camp, the university here compared to back home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and plus, and talk about learning English as well, too. Uh, were you required to take like any um, English classes or, you know, listen to tapes or anything like that? And um, what was your main source of uh, learning English when you uh, came to the States? And from what I understand, you uh, end up in uh, Los Angeles. So I... When I came, the only way I was learning was just sitting in front of TV. And oh. then when I started my first job, uh, my second job, because I felt my first job. So my second job was uh, being a caregiver. And uh, I was learning it. You know, Mike, everything's just a commitment. You, I, I remember the first time when I went there, I asked my roommate, I said, what am I going to do? How am I going to talk to the residents? I, she said, you know, uh, she told me the most thing is just to show them you are there for them. Oh, the rest okay. will be you. So then I, I had this commitment to, I said every night, every day, on every shift, I have to learn at least new words, new verb, and then I will have to learn new expressions. So I learned a lot with my job and then catching the accent was through the televisions and then after I, I, I went to for English uh, classes. Okay and, and what, what, what were some of your uh, TV shows that you watched where you got to learn English? It, the first one was it's just I want to learn everything to learn the 
to know why people are laughing. So <laughs> I used to watch back home different shows and uh, yeah, and back home was the only, the only way to watch that was my friend, if my friend would be uh, recorded everything then handed to me. So here I was having, you know, I was kind of on the couch, like I'm part of the audience in the show. So in a different show from Ellen DeGeneres, from the today, good morning, everything. To me, you know, when you're learning a, a new language, they will tell you read, even, even though you don't understand, just read. That was the key. I was reading many books. I was just sitting in front of TV, trying to, you know, to see, uh, okay, I'm going to sit here and see what I'm going to get. And then day by day, oh, I would catch new words and then I would be until, yeah, mm. until I was able to laugh with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine something like that too. And uh, we'll talk more about your book, uh, Far Away From My Roots and um, some experiences you also went through, Ivania. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundquabstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Soundquab Studios is the answer. Soundquab Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundquabstudios.com. Mention to Mike Widener, she'll get 20% off your first project. Soundquab Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Mosenzia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Mosenzia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Mosenzia has got great reviews and Evil Evan endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Goals Missing by Mia Mosenzia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, heard in over 100 countries, also on Hamilton Radio, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Mosenzia for great books, merchandise, and more. Also support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you give generously today. We're here with a terrific, multi-talented Ivania Iyange here on the Mike Widener Show in her new book, Far Away From Our Roots. Before we continue with your um, memoir as well, too, you studied um, at the University of Rwanda with a beach bachelor's associate in clinical psychology and uh what made you choose to go into a clinical psychology field i when i was uh when i finished my high school i i hope you know that i believe you know the story of my country about genocide so uh, the country were after post-genocide and uh, they need more people to, to help other people. So um, I couldn't find more, uh, uh, I couldn't find anything as a career more than being a psychologist because I know people were um, needed more um, to be healed. So that, that was the reason why I chose to be a clinic, to go into for um, 
clinical psychology more than anything else. Okay. And, and of course, uh, you come to the United States and uh, what is your goal of, um, you know, being a clinical psychologist or career field? And uh, what, what would be your goal, um, you know, establish a job in the United States? My goal was for, when I came, my goal was, first of all, to understand English and then go for school. But then uh, I knew from the beginning that I'm looking for a career that can help me for serving underserved people, if I can say. Okay. So when I was looking, the combination that can go with uh, clinical psychology, so that's, I chose uh, public health. So here, um, I did master's degree in, in public health. Okay. Okay. And, and of course, you know, you know, working in public health and everything else, you work in hospitals, institutions and everything else. How's the hospital system in Rwanda compared to the United States so far? I would say that I, right now, since I, I would say it's, there's no way you can compare that. I would say from my heart, from my country, this is a country that went through a lot. Uh, compared to other countries, it's, it's, it's doing well, it's doing better. But I, I, with that, institutions are completely different in terms of infrastructures, in terms of uh, personnel in terms of, so it's, 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 uh, I won't say just, I won't do any comparison. About okay. yeah. Right. And that, that's really understandable too. And of course, uh, you also, um, you know, you talk about friendship and, uh, you know, you work your way through and, um, and of course, love opportunity. We talked about that and, uh, longing aspiration to have that. And, um, you also experienced some, uh, hardships as well too. We talked a bit about love, but there's also you wrote in your book about harassment, racism, loneliness, sex, dating, and more, and, uh, maybe touch about, uh, you, you know, you know, on some of those. So when I came, I landed in Akron. That's where I was hosted by one of the family um, came from back home. They have been here for long. So the first challenge was the weather. My, when you are back home, I came from a country, a tropical country, when even it's raining, you don't need a jacket sometimes. <laughs> so, ah, that's a good reminder when I visit, don't bring jackets. <laughs> You don't, unless, unless you revisit like the high mountains, mm -hmm. that right there, but even if it's um, high mountains, it won't be under, let's say 52 degrees. So it's, so landing a apron when it's already, maybe it was a, probably at the time was a nine. Wow. So I, the next day I couldn't step outside. I remember, oh, oh no, the, the, the next day I, will, I want to go, I went outside and then my host were, oh, can you put on the jacket, please? Wait. Then I was like, ah, because there was a, a little, it was sunny. So I didn't imagine myself with such sun, uh, sunshine, it would be so damn much, uh, much cold. So I went outside, but then I couldn't even go further than more than three minutes. So, and then when it came to December, I learned how to layer the legging and then the jeans and then a cord and then scarf. So that's that was sometimes people they would see snow in the movie, but they you can't get that kind of 
coldness unless you are here. So then uh, I was there, uh, the challenge of with the first job and then uh, I managed to do well. And then I moved for school here uh, at Loma Linda University. That's when after one year I stopped, then I moved to Los Angeles. When I moved to LA, I didn't know anyone. I just moved with my car and my suitcases and with my books. So I rented the studio. And from there, that's when I started, uh, you know, bouncing job to job, just to try to, to get, uh, to meet my needs. And um, that's uh, also where I faced a lot of things like, uh, you know, I remember when I went to, I, I, I knew I have to meet people, make friends. But then when I, the, the girl that I met, we exchanged numbers, we say, okay, we, we, we can hang out. I remember the first time when I went to her place, I went there, she told me that we, are, we were supposed to go to a private party that she got an invitation for. And then when I got to her place, it was not the case. She's, you know, she was with the, the other two girls and then they say, let's have fun here. Uh, let's enjoy ourselves. And then um, we, we, like a couple of minutes ago, uh, after there were, he, one guy came in and then he was just saying hi to everyone and kissing everyone. The, the three girls on the lips, then I was like, oh, wait. So then uh, they say we are going to have fun and home, there's no party. And then it was just, you know, I heard the concept of threesome, mm -hmm. but I didn't never believe that would be happening in front of my eyes. <laughs> for someone that I went to visit for the first time. So I remember that's the time I say, oh, I have to get out, to get out. So my mind have um, came up with an excuse to go to add some, uh, to check on my per uh, parking for my car. And then when I left, I didn't come back. So, and uh, the next time I tried to meet someone um, uh, dating, uh, it was kind of a, dating him I remember he we, we spoke we, we texting call you know calls and then when he invited me for the first um, official date we went to the restaurant in West Hollywood and it was so beautiful and then when he dropped me home he wants to come with me inside my house inside my and I was no I have to go to bed because tomorrow I have to go to work and he said no um Will you let me come in? And then I say no. And um, he said, you know, he left. He, he left, but I can see he was so pissed. Mm. Uh, in the next morning, he didn't text me back. In the evening, there was no call. And then later in the, in the night, he sent me a message. He said, well, I think uh, we have to stop this because if I, we can't have sex, then there's no any meaning of this relationship. But then I was like, my question was like, 
is this the right way to date in America? Because sometimes anything will, will happen. I would think like it's because that is not my culture or is this where, well, how he could react if it was an American girl, if she refused his, because, you know, with the accent, everyone, of course, will have to ask, where are you coming from? So no matter what, someone will have to know that I'm not from here. So this kind of um, trying to live a normal life, but facing those type of challenges and, and uh, it, that's what makes me feel like, yeah, I'm far from my roots because mm -hmm. I don't know which wrong, which is which supposed to be right, which is supposed to be wrong because the more I hold on my, my, my customs, it was, it looks like it was not the right way to live with people, to have friends, to date. So it's, it's a combination of everything. Mm -hmm. you, you talk about you having tr trouble with the, with the friendship part and the dating part and the sex part in the United States. What was the custom like uh, when it comes to friendship, dating, sex, you talked about, you know, back in Rwanda, what, what was their custom over there? For, for example, there is no, uh, for friendship, it's uh, back home if I, 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 I have to meet someone, someone maybe um, and decide to be friends. I don't believe she will invite you to do such thing for the first time. Uh, we have this cultural um, way of addressing people and reveal some of the things that you can do, not in that way, not, not like on the first day, not like, and again, um, with my culture, when it comes to sex, it's something like, uh, it's, it's oh, should I, you can't do that in front of someone. It's something that you have to hide to, even your best friend doesn't need to know that you did that. So now seeing that someone that I'm hoping she's going to be my friend in this city, she's just inviting me to do that on my first mm. day with her. Mm. And when it comes dating, when someone is dating, you just to date, it's just uh, uh, most of the people they will date if it's a potential person who can be like, if not, you are not young, like a high school sweetheart, but if it's someone like a grown up who you think that it can be a potential husband, there's no way he can ask you to sleep with you the first night. You, mm. It's because he wants you to see him as a man who respects you, who, gonna, who will protect you, who can respects you so in in a cultural way there is no way someone would ask you to be in bed from the first night mm. yeah it, it, it sounds to me it's more like the the traditional way of marriage like how it's supposed to be but uh but but from we experience it's pretty much got backwards marriage doesn't exist so it sounds more than me it's just like it's a traditional it's like you date somebody for a while and then you wait for the guy to ask you to marry put on a ring and then put on a ceremony have kids and then you go on and have a career. It sounds like you got more traditional roots um, in Rwanda as well, which I yes. think is really amazing. Yes. Yeah, but but it's um 
I'm worried that they are imitating everything from the Western countries. Mm, When it's going to be like here, people will start moving in because my second challenge was, okay, I said, okay, I'm going to imitate everything here because otherwise I will end up being myself. So the guy was, I, I get chance to date someone else. And then he was successful. He was in his 40s and he was very well. And then he said, uh, honey, I want you to come to live with me just a, uh, only uh, after three months. Wow. So he wants me to move in with him. Then I was, oh, what, what the title I would be holding in his house? Wife, girlfriend. So then when I said, I think we should just keep the thing, uh, keep the things the way they are and see how it's going to be. Then he, he said, well, you better go back in your house, uh, in your country, if you can live in my house then. So uh, I believe sometimes it's because uh, Americans, they don't have any idea about the rest of the world, the culture of the rest of the world. Because if you tell, like the way I told him, look, this doesn't exist in my country. I would better uh, enjoying the way uh, things are right now and then see how no he said I, uh, he said that I don't know what I'm looking for or what I want so okay all right it, and, and it sounds to me you're just trying to um you know get things figured out as well too and um and of course you know living in Rwanda and living in the United States of course you talk about cultural differences what are some of the cultural similarities uh that that you notice between uh, Rwanda and the U.S. What are some of the um, cultural similarities um, compared to Rwanda and the U.S.? Uh, to be honest, I would say um, not not really. No, that there is nothing. The way you live with your neighbors, the way you live with your family, the way we we respect culture, uh, our culture, we respect our families, we respect. Our friends, we 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 were. It's everything. It's completely different. It, it it's a it's a huge shock when you are here compared to what you have been living in back home. It's a complete shock. Mm-hmm. And what are, what are some experiences you you've learned as well too? You know you know describe it in your book as well. Some of the examples you told me. What what are some experiences you learned, and what can we learn from it? I so. That, that, that was the part of the pleasure that I said about sex. And, but then there is the, uh, the part of the prejudice. I learned how people, um, I, I didn't know about the prejudice, about racism until it was in front of my eyes. Uh, I remember one day I went to, to a job interview at one of the uh, five stars hotel. And then when I got there, they were looking for someone who can speak French. And then someone who came for, to, I believe he was supposed he he was the one who was supposed to give me the interview. He was such, he was like, oh, I I thought you were white. Oh really? Yeah. Oh then my was, goodness. Oh. Yes. So then I was like, uh, well, I, I I you know you when you it was a, a really really a shock for me. Then I was like, excuse me? He said, I mean, I thought you were coming from France. 
Oh, okay. That's a different story. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, well, um, then I said, no, I'm from Rwanda. And then he said, oh, Rwanda. So he went over his mind probably to find, find out where is Rwanda. And then I say, yeah, I'm from Rwanda. It's the part of the East Africa. And then he was like, so then how come you speak French? So, and uh, I went over, I explained, but I didn't get a job, of course. So, but my, 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 my statement is if you are manager or you are in human resources for a five-star hotel and you don't know that there are some countries in Africa that speaks French, that speak uh, French, then you don't need to be in a, a manager or a human resources in a, in, in a five-star hotel because it was so ridiculous. So I was like, okay, so best, he was waiting for a white girl. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he, he couldn't hold and he said it in front of my eyes and i was so shocked so and again i will go back to the americans they need to learn a little bit it's just the about the rest of the world it's so ridiculous like one day i met this guy too he said oh you have an exotic beauty then i said thank you where are you coming from? Then I said, I'm from Rwanda. Oh, where does Rwanda? I don't know what, that's a city is, where Rwanda city oh, is located wow. in Africa. Then I was like, come on, do you, first of all, it's a country, it's not a city. So you don't need to know where it's located, but at least, so, and then after he was like, Oh, do you speak an African language? And I was like, come on. Mm -hmm. each, each and every country in Africa, they have their own language. There's no existing. There's, we don't have any African language that is common for the rest of the, all the countries in Africa. No. So, you know, Americans should learn that a little bit, a little bit, we, just about the rest of the world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know, maybe think about uh, when you're talking about five-star hotels. I remember watching the movie uh, Hotel Rwanda. Exactly. And, and you know something, too? I got to say this. That was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. And I saw this way back, and I said, that was a well-done movie, Hotel Rwanda. That was a great movie. Yeah, but uh, as we said, if you are in such hotel, and then you don't even know about the hotel mm -hmm. movies or... You know, it's, uh, yeah, Americans should learn more about other countries, other culture, and uh, yeah, that would be better. Just, mm -hmm. okay. that would make them understand what it means to be an immigrant. I know not, not everyone is not everyone who's a racist, who, 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 who's a racist, who, but at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course, another thing I thought about, uh, we went through a King's list of uh, your life experiences. You've been to a restaurant as well, too. How about some of the food in uh, Rwanda that you like to uh, share with us as well, too? And of course, you know, I love talking pizza as well, too. And uh, we'd like to have you try some pizza one day. Maybe you start a pizza chain like in Rwanda, United States and all that. So, I mean, I mean, the food as well, too, is just like, you know, 
talk about some of the food and uh, your experience with the food in the U.S. The food doesn't taste the same. Um, and uh, the recipes can be sometimes the same in a way you, you, you know, there are many restaurants here, but then the food doesn't taste the same. Back home, all the food are um, organic, if I can say. So I was raised and we can have everything in the field and near the house. And then everything was so uh, organic. So it doesn't taste the same. But I like the way uh, you can eat anything. So if I'm home, I can order uh, Thai food. I can order pizza. I can order... um, what <laughs> you like pizza <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you this what do you, what, what do you like on your pizza i like sausage pepperoni onion and green pepper and aloe barbecue sauce to it i like veggies put oh you know something like that's even better i like hawaiian my... by the way <laughs> <laughs> so am i yeah i like that so yeah uh put any veggies so that will be bread yeah that's, that's amazing. What's been the best uh, food you've had so far in the United States so far? What's, what's your favorite dish? My favorite dish would be, uh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of uh, Italian food. Nice. Mm-hmm. Give me a good lasagna or pasta. So, yeah, I can eat that like you call, you know, I can eat that for lunch for dinner and then yeah the next day so it's something that I can eat any time of the day and many times in the week so and I don't mind Mm -hmm. you know something too food also creates friendship as well too young good friendship serve them some food some of your favorite lasagna pasta spaghetti or even like say ravioli little pizza and all that and just tell them about it. I think that's probably the best way too. So <laughs> I'll be glad to have pasta with you sometime. I'll get some friends to help you with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so most of the Rwandese, they, you know, we, we have, you know, my country where we, we mostly have dishes from European dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest, I, I was introduced to Thai food when I was here. Mm-hmm. And uh, was also, what I like Jamaican food too, even though it's kind of a little spicy. But um, yeah, I would say I'm not that kind of picky. With the food, it's not a challenge because you can still be able to go uh, to the store and buy whatever you want and come home and, uh, and cook the way you want it. That the food was not really a huge challenge for me because I know I can go pick up whatever I want then come home and cook. Okay, that sounds very amazing too. And uh, where can we find your book, uh, Far Away From My Roots At? My book will be published by uh, August the 10th. So it will be on on every uh, Amazon, of course. And uh, it will be on any, uh, uh, most of the bookstore around the country. So yeah, on the uh, August the 10th. Okay. All right. We'll certainly check that out. What's coming up uh, next for uh, author Ivanya Inyange of uh, Far Away From Our Roots. We'll find out just one minute. 
You listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at SoundCloudStudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author Ivania Inyange of Far Away From My Roots after this timeout. We're back with author Ivania Inyange on the Mike Widener Show with Far Away From My Roots. And uh, I mean, we learned a lot of great deal from you, share experiences. I mean, it's just totally amazing. And we wish you all the best in America, in the land of the free and home of the brave. What else can we expect from you in 2022 and beyond, Ivania? What else can we expect from you in 2022? Um, I'm working on the book, on my new book. I I believe it's, um, you know, I, I get chance. That's the plenty part, part of this country. Um, I, I got my master's degree and then now um, I would like to write more about the uh, global issues in terms of global health issues. So my upcoming book will be about one cause that I'm passionate about. It's about women and um, yeah, that's what will be coming the next, I think. And we're certainly looking forward to it as well, Vanya. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? I would say um, I like everything when it comes to the book, but um, for this part of the global health crisis, I was motivated by most different activists. We, we can't keep just saying, okay, let's say, for example, women empowerment without saying anything. There are a lot of health issues that are uh, pr uh, putting pressure on women's lives. So if one, we want to, to do something to, we have to, uh, we have something in my country. It's a saying we say, let's expose to heal. So in, in order to show the world what, how we can help women, we have first to show what the main issues that women are facing. So yeah, I was motivated by different activists like, um, um, and, and it doesn't, it's not about a specific topic about or specific issues, but if you see like, I like so much Amar Clooney, mm -hmm. she's a, She's uh, she's into law, but I like the way she said uh, she's fighting for people. Seeing her fighting for uh, uh, justice for different people, it, you know, it pushed me to say maybe I can do something that can help other people. But I choose I choose to do to fight things for women. For example, my friend. My friends were like, why are you sharing? You know, a memoir is like you putting yourself out there because you have to say everything. And then my friend were saying, she asked me, why are you saying everything? Why do you have to say everything? Then I say, can you imagine how many young girls are going to be uh, uh, track in a relationship? Just being there because they believe that's how a relationship with a man is supposed to be. You have to sleep with you know it's 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 kind of a requirement to sleep with them. Uh, 
Can you imagine how many people just, you have friends, you go there, uh, you find they are using um, drugs, but because you think that's how it's supposed to be, you have to be trapped and stay there, but they are not benefits you in good way. So I believe activism is just, uh, it doesn't have to be a, a very, really big things, but those are even from these uh, little things to let the young generation to know how to choose what is right and what is wrong. Hmm. That's a really good, uh, interesting piece you mentioned as well too. We'll keep that in mind. And uh, what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Advice? That, uh, the best advice in general. Uh, I'll tell my fellow immigrants that, yeah, yes, America is a land of plenty, but you have to work hard. Um, I'll tell them that um, good things are not easy to come. You have to work hard to get to the American dream. And also I'll tell them that it's okay to keep your standards because at some point I was like, should I do this? Should I not? But it's okay. If you are from Philippines, from any country, from Ghana, from just whatever you believe that is right, keep it with you. So oh, and I like for, that. Uh, for the rest of uh, my fellow Americans too. So I would say like, let's just try to learn a little bit about the rest of the world. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think that's what they'll get out of the book. Uh, we're here with the uh, author Ivania Inyange on the Mike Widener show with uh, Far Away From My Roots. Ivania, very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. We'll have you back. And once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your book? Thank you so much, Mike. Your, your website and your book? Um, I believe uh, my website will be uh, ready for the next week. So whereas my social media, so people will be informed for every step where they where they can find my book and where can they find your book at potentially ah uh, no no for you there will be a special copy for for sure so <laughs> uh they will find my book and and different bookstore amazon and uh everywhere you can find the book okay we'll certainly do that once again finding a very big thank you for your time you've been absolutely amazing looking forward to having again soon Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish you all the best and you definitely have a great future ahead of you, especially in America. Thank you so much, Mike. It was my pleasure to be here.